0: Welcome to the Georgia Songbirds, brought to you by Anchor FM, Yes Ma'am Music, and we are live at the Bird's Nest here at Maya Gazebo with Miss Allie Bay. What's
1: up? Thanks for having me, Jesse. Oh, no
0: problem. Introduce yourself.
1: Okay, yeah. Hi, everybody. I'm Allie Bay. That's B-E-I, and uh, I'm so excited to be here today. Jesse, we met um, actually last week. And I uh, had the cool opportunity to talk to him about him and his band, mm-hmm. Yes Ma'am, which I love your name, by <laughs> the way.
0: When you get my age, you kind of have to find <laughs> whatever you can use.
1: Yeah, it's pretty fun. I guess, I guess for people who listen to the podcast a lot, like they know that Ma'am, the M-A-M, is a middle-aged man. Yes. I think that's very clever and super fun. So it's like a little inside joke between you guys.
0: Yeah, and it's not really inside anymore. I think everybody knows it. I make true. their own acronym if they want to. So, <laughs> somebody not. says you get older, you can put middle-aged musicians, or if we get, like, a woman singer or a woman bass player, and it's not men anymore, they would be middle-aged musicians.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. So, so. I, there's some flexibility. I don't know. I feel like you guys should just stay true to your vibe. Like, for example, if I was going to play with you guys, I would embrace it. I'd dress like a dude, put on <laughs> a beard, and, like... I think that would be fun. I could dress up like a middle-aged man. You we talked about
0: going out like they're in our bathrobes and like slippers one time and doing it. <laughs> we talked good. about doing it like like on the stage. We do a song, and this is kind of get off topic, but I, I'll talk to you. you drag it out of me, I'll talk. Um, we do a song, Everybody, Backstreet Boys.
1: Oh, okay. We yeah. do a
0: cover of it, and we change it from Everybody to Backstreet's Back. It's Yes, Man's Here. Oh, Cause okay. Because it fits the same cadence and everything. Because yeah, yeah. like, those guys turned middle age. They're our age, so.
1: Oh, that's true. That's hard to think about. Right, makes you feel a little bit, Oh, oh my. Yes, they are. A little now, older. you've been,
0: we talked a little bit before, uh, because you had to get here, and I, everybody I didn't been here that's before this played, or had been to the concert that we had, it's mm-hmm. hard to find the first time.
1: Right, right. So,
0: but you got here, and we talked a little bit about your music, how you started, so tell everybody how you got started.
1: Um, so, I have been writing poetry, for as long as I can remember. I started out with like writing little limericks here and there mm-hmm. in grade school. I've always been obsessed with rhyming things and kind of like wordplay and puns. And so it start from, wrote, from writing like little uh, short poems, limericks to starting to add like maybe like a little beat. I really liked syllable play, anything okay. where it was like sil- syllables. Um, and then actually my first song I still remember it. I was, uh, like upset with my mom. We had like this fight over, I want to say it was a messy room. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, uh, I think I was 11 at the time and I was standing in the shower, like fuming about it. And I was just like, kind of started like stomping my foot a little bit and like tapped it out, wrote a little angry poem at my mom. So I could say, thank you for inspiring my first song, but I still remember it to this day. And, um, Yeah, it was terrible, but it opened the gates for for more creative pursuits, and since then I've just got piles of songs, Um, and that's what I'm all about, is just sharing them.
0: You're lucky you didn't slip in the shower, you're stomping in. in, Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, they're probably like, what is she doing up there? But, you know, after all that time, uh, it actually kind of comes full circle, because even with having, like, a song out on Spotify and an mm. album on the way, my songwriting process hasn't changed. Okay. Like I actually still write my best work in the shower. The shower. <laughs> I do. Yes. yes. you still
0: stomp it out in the shower. I so do. Be...
1: Yes. Uh, it's really funny. I actually did that last night and did you? yeah. And you know, it's weird. Like the inspiration comes uh-huh. at the craziest times. And for me it's like, I'm like washing my hair, like doing my thing. I'm like, got something stuck in my head and it just hits me and I'm like oh man that's genius but like you're in the shower so like what are you gonna do like right. you can't like write it down like I have stopped mid-shower <laughs> to leave to go to my studio and write a song and I actually literally I can't make it up I did it last night where mid-shower like wasn't done just like got out in a towel like to my studio like wrote it out and I was like okay cool and I wouldn't finish my shower
0: so I assume <laughs> your studio's close by or you like going down yeah
1: no, no 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 it's uh it's it's in my in my house what's nice about it it is detached so like you know there's kind of like this like element of like i hope the neighbors don't see me running but okay <laughs> you just kind of make it work right
0: <laughs> it, well you gotta write when you write. I mean, it's true yeah. i've had dreams i woke up and like oh that's really good and i try to write it down and i forget
1: Every oh time. yeah yeah do you do the thing where you keep a notebook
0: i've got it on my phone i keep like a uh, i do have a notebook of all my songs i wrote down because i I'll forget,
2: uh-huh, and uh-huh. so what
0: I started doing is I will put like the, the chord over it, oh, okay, and then I record it into my phone so that I at least remember the melody. Because mm-hmm. if I don't, I write so much, I'll forget. I don't know if you had that problem, but I'll write and I will forget it. Like, I've gone back 15 years and wrote a song that I wrote that I like. It's like, how do I play that? It's like for my wife, I wrote mm-hmm. a song for her for our wedding day, and I forgot oh, how to play God, it. It's precious. I played it on the wedding day, which was 10 years ago,
1: mm-hmm.
0: wait, 11 years ago.
1: Did she cry when you played it for her? She did. Oh, I bet she did. She did.
0: That's how I knew it was going to work, because my first marriage, <laughs> I wrote a song. She didn't cry, so I was like, oh, okay, that's red flag.
1: That is, like, <laughs> that is so mean. <laughs> like, here's my song. I hope you like it. No reaction. Right.
0: I was like, well, damn, yeah, I thought I'd raced it on her, so I was like, I'll write another one. So I wrote it for Diana, and uh, we played it uh, at the wedding. I had my son bring me the guitar, and I played it live. And I actually had it recorded for her. She didn't mm-hmm. know that. She actually helped me write it. I didn't tell her that she was writing it, but she helped me write it.
2: Aww. And
0: then I relearned it uh, on our 10th anniversary because uh, my bandmate, which you haven't made my band, you saw me play but he played saxophone. And so he, he learned the sax part and we played it on there. I had to relearn the song 10 years later. Because oh I wrote God. it and then yeah, I stopped playing yeah. it. Because I only need wrote it for her and then right, I had not think none else right. about it. They didn't have like Spotify. Did it feel
1: weird like like switching like the object of who that song
0: Oh, it's not the same song. Oh, oh no, okay. Know. It's a different song. It's a different oh, song. okay. Yes. I
1: misunderstood you for it. I was like, oh, yeah. No. Like, that would be a little weird there. That that, <laughs>
0: would, that I am a heathen, but I'm not that
1: bad. <laughs> Yeah, that would be like, I hope she was not listening right now. Right. Oh, no. I wrote this song for you. Yeah. <laughs> in the microphone now. <laughs> no, I
0: wrote a whole different song for her. Uh, hers is Diana's song. The other one's what it. I do. I'll let you hear them later. But that okay. is, I like both of them, but I like Diana's better because, like I said, she reacted to it like she's supposed to. Like, Great, that's what I wanted. She's crying. I made her cry. Mm-hmm. Great. I know it sounds horrible, but you know you want a reaction out of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, um, it's funny. I have I have a song that's actually a little bit similar. I wrote it um, for someone that I love very uh, deeply, and I actually played it um, for a friend who got married. Um, they asked me to play a song for them at their wedding, and okay. you know, so happy to do it. I was like so honored. Mm-hmm. Um, and they gave me like a list of songs to play and, you know, I learned them cause it's their wedding. They get to choose whatever right. song. But I was like, Hey, I, I learned these songs. Choose which one you would like me to sing for you. I was like, I'm actually, I have an original song. I think that suits a wedding really nice. Like, what do you guys think? And I played that one and they were like, that one, we want that one. Okay. So that was really, uh, I felt very honored. It was really nice, um, to get that emotional reaction from a now, like
0: that. Now, that is question. Are you... Do you play out anywhere too are you playing out a lot of places
1: um i play um i'd say right now infrequently because i am focused on recording okay and in a way i think that like there's seasons right Mm -hmm. um as an artist where if you are playing shows like the goal of playing a show is to perform each song um in this like great way where you're engaging the audience Mm -hmm. you're focusing on your stage presence you're focusing on creating an experience it's very unselfish right when you're on the stage it's not about you or your music it's actually about your audience because they're giving you your time okay or they're giving they're giving you their time and their attention so you better deliver something that makes it worth it right Right. Um, so that's how I see it so I when I play shows I call it like show season and I don't do anything but play shows and focus on crafting the best show possible everything from what I'm doing on stage to like you know how am I interacting with my bandmates on stage Mm -hmm. what I'm wearing I'm a huge visual, visual person. I think that art is more than music. It's about how you present yourself and how you open yourself up and make yourself vulnerable to others because that's what it is, very vulnerable. But right now I'm not in my show stage uh, or my <laughs> show season. I, am definitely in recording. I just came out with my single green face, green face. Uh, and that was, um, it's my debut single and to see it on platforms everywhere. It's a dream come true. Okay. Um, and. Uh, That's been a goal of mine for a really long time, and I'm just like so proud of that production and the team that came together to make it happen. Where did you do it at? So I did it at uh, Costello Studios uh, with Thomas Francis O'Brien. That's a heck of a name. I'll say it again. Thomas (laughs) Francis O'Brien. He is a really cool dude, um, and they're based out of Charleston. Okay. And uh, I got to tell you, so I was really lucky. At the time when I was looking for places to record, it was actually my goal this year for 2019. I was like, I'm gonna get a song on Spotify. Like that's my goal this year, Spotify platforms. And so I made it known to everybody. Uh, You know, someone asked me like, oh, what are you doing this year? I was like, I'm trying to get on Spotify. Like I'm recording right now and I'm looking for the right relationship to do it with for my Mm -hmm. first uh, single. And I had a great friend, uh, his name's Arlen De de Castillo and he's a very talented drummer. And i met him by happenstance and you know made my goal known and he was like i know somebody i know somebody who is going to just like match your personality and like your energy level and um he introduced me to tom and from there it was like magic we talked on the phone a lot before we met in person because he's based out of charleston okay so there was a lot of conversations that we had about the song what we wanted to sound like i sent him my demo and, um, you know, he had a great reaction to it. He seemed into the project. And um, by the time we met in person, it was like meeting an old friend. He greeted me with this big hug. Like, I would say recording day was the best day of my life. It's like the top four days of my life, right next to like graduating from college and, you know, uh, stuff like that. Like, if you can think of like, maybe like the four big events of your life, like it's up there, it's mm-hmm. in there. Like. Um, so it was the best day ever and um, he's very talented and the whole process was very smooth Um, I wrote all of the pieces to this song there was a couple things in there that um, he took some creative uh, liberties and I was like I love it let's do it so we had this conversation about the sound okay and I would say I I fit really well in this like alternative sort of vibe I like to describe it as high-energy alternative with anime vibes and a slight (laughs) spooky flavor is really like where that zone I like to be in Mm -hmm. Um, and he he got it so Tom he worked with uh, mostly like punk hardcore bands okay so if you think of like circle back he produced their album recently so very talented very honored that I got a chance to work with him and um, yeah, so he got it, we talked about the structure of the song, it was really pretty well planned out ahead of time, I think, and um, I did the vocals and the uh, guitar on there, and I wrote a bass part, but we actually brought in uh, one of Tom's engineers, Chris, he came in and he took that uh, the bass part and sort of like, he just like embellished it, he ran with it, and it sounds beautiful, like I think he did a great job, and um, Tom himself, I think I mentioned he's a talented drummer, and he uh, he did the drum tracks for it. Okay. He did it in, like, three takes or four takes. It was, like, so smooth, so fast, and we did it all in one day.
0: Now, that brings me to a question, too, because I, I know, but you play more than one instrument, right?
1: I do, yeah. What all do you play? Um, So I play uh, guitar is my primary instrument. I play piano. Uh-huh. Um, I also play a little bit of trumpet, just enough to be able to put some brass in the songs yes. to give it that, like, energy. I'm really... High energy person, and I think when you have like brass in there, it just shoots it through the roof. Yeah, it's awesome. We
0: talked about that because uh, I'm the same way. When you put in a song, you should have different vibes into it. And like everybody, like I always ask people, their what is your genre? Because one, I like to watch everybody squirm. They don't know kind of what to describe it. Yeah, yeah. Like I'll describe mine as mutt music because Ah. it's everything in there. I've got an R&B singer, and I've got um, my my words, my music. I'm playing rhythm. Same thing like with you. You got like a, a vibe that you call it where spook- I can't even remember all what you said. It was spooky and yeah, alternative yeah. and fun. And you know, if, I know we're here and I'm going to say, hi, <laughs> um, we're, we're here. And can't cause we're on a podcast, they can't see you. Mm-hmm. So they can't see you jumping around. Oh. I can. <laughs> so I, I even there at the, uh, the concert where we did for Garrett at the open mic, you were the same way. you were. I could tell you're just in it, enjoying it. And you love what you were doing. And that's great. Thank I think you, you should do Thanks. stuff like that. I mean, it's if you're not having, f- if you have fun, they'll have fun, yeah. you know. And we talked about different, different things that everybody gets better and they learn to do stuff. But there's one thing you can't fake, and that's the love for what you're doing.
1: It's true, and you know what? I think that you the love for what you're doing. It manifests itself in a lot of different ways too. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think that maybe like just because someone is maybe, like, really chill about something. It's not that necessarily that they don't love it. Yeah. It's just, you know, they manifest it in a different way. For me, I mean, I am this, like, weird squirrely, like, kind of, <laughs> like, hyper person. I'm very expressive, and I've always been that way, and I find there was a period of time where I tried to do the the cool thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. try to, like, be too cool for school, like, keep it smooth, like, yeah, like, be chill. like. And it is so hard to to not be that way or like to not be yourself. Right. It's not, it didn't feel authentic because you know, in my mind I'm like, man, to make rock music, you have to be a rocker. You have to be cool. You have to be smooth. You have mm-hmm. to be legit, you know? Um, but I think that that's just, that's just how I am. High energy person. And, right. um, yeah, I think that it takes all kinds of people to make all kinds of music. And yes. that's kind of the beautiful thing about this industry that we're in,
2: right? And
0: it's because you want to do different, something different, you know, because that's mm-hmm. the problem, I think, with the industry now is they'll find one thing that works and then they try to copy it until the next thing comes along. Yeah. So you need, you need new stuff. I mean, there's always that first Chris Stapleton. There's always that first um, mm-hmm. uh, Billy Idol. There's always somebody mm-hmm. that changes the mode you know yeah and that's why i like when uh you asked me when you're uh, the guy that came i can't remember his name i'm sorry
1: oh this is hayden over here hayden
0: came with (laughs) us guys he does all the photography for so when hayden was asking why you do this and that's the reason why because i want people that may not get heard a chance to be heard because you should this is this music industry is open to anybody
1: Right. And you know what? I I think you hit the nail on the head. Open to everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important as artists of any genre to remember mm-hmm. that it's the taste of the listener right. to decide if they like their music or not. You don't like and it, It's their the music channel. on their phones or however choice, I don't know, a phone or radio or whatever station. They get to choose what they like. Yeah. You are only just providing them. You're making it available right. for them. And that's kind of the way I see it in... You know i've had people be like hey that was a cool song but not really my jam i'm like cool man like that's that's great like thank you for listening right i appreciate that and you know uh i think it's really important to be open to feedback of all kinds oh yeah it's great to when people are like oh i really love your song people have really reacted very well to Greenface, and it is like so humbling to get all the love that i poured into that project and have it like come back to you but i also really appreciate the feedback that you get yes on top of it as well like the honest true feedback of where you can improve as an artist and you know like there's people who are like nah like all right like not my jam that's like more of a personal thing right. but i've had people like give me true and honest feedback and one of the best uh pieces i got was actually on the tuesday that we met mm-hmm. where um one of the judges over at buzzy's grill uh for this contest that we were doing he told me that i need to work on my pronunciation and enunciation in songs because i tend to like slur things which is fine you know and and he he gave me the advice of using tongue twisters. right and
0: we're gonna i'm gonna look some up here in a minute when (laughs) you play i'm gonna find us one that you can do it and i think the problem with that and why you do it because i did the same thing is your brain works faster than your mouth maybe your mouth works faster than your brain it's Mm -hmm. one of the two being an artist because you're trying to think where you're going or you're getting the song going and you're like, and I do it too, yeah, you know, and then yeah. being from the South also. It, yeah.
1: I think, um, one of the, you know, I've really thought about it. after he mentioned that no one really ever like had ever been like, you don't pronounce your things really well. Right. And I was thinking like, well, why is that? Like, is there a reason that my mouth like, and now that I'm aware of it, it's weird. Cause then your mouth feels like weird and like stiff and <laughs> you're like, Oh, I need to like move my lips more. Um, <laughs> But actually, so I speak uh, two other languages, right. and I was comparing the two languages, and um, it's Spanish and Chinese. And Spanish, when you speak Spanish, uh, for many of the listeners who do speak Spanish, you guys know, it's like, you know, very expressive. You move your mouth. There's lots of really open vowels. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. But then if you've studied Chinese, and hopefully there's some people who are listening who speak some Chinese. My
0: son does Japanese. He's oh, in Japanese.
1: okay, sick. Awesome. We'll talk about anime in a minute. <laughs> oh, he <laughs> loves <laughs> <loved it. laughs> Yes. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so with Chinese, what's interesting is it's a monosyllabic Mm -hmm. uh, language. And what that means is that for each word or uh, character represented as a sound, it's one syllable and that's it. And actually, so what that creates is this habit. I studied Chinese for 10 years. Okay, I lived there. So it created this habit where like mid-word, it's difficult for me for like kind of like to change that... Um, that, like, mouth shape because you almost don't want to move your mouth to sound authentically Chinese. Mm-hmm. It's very, like, frontal in the lips, like, in the front of the alveolar palate. And then, like, I don't even know how to explain it, but it's like... And if you right. notice, I didn't move my mouth at all mm-hmm. when I did that. So that's kind of, like... Probably so can you be a
0: ventriloquist? Can you get, like, a dummy and make it talk?
1: I actually am very good at that. <laughs> like, believe it or not. Because of, of learning Chinese, you learn to, like, make these syllables and stuff uh, without moving your mouth. So now I'm trying to break that bad habit, and okay. tongue twisters are going to help me do it. Tongue twisters are going to help. Yes. I
0: wish you'd brought a dummy now that we know you could do ventriloquist. I want to hear. <laughs> I, uh, Hayden, you can come sit in her lap and just try yeah, to make them talk.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, you say
0: you lived in China.
3: For, I did, yes. For 10
0: years?
1: Um. No, no, I lived there for one year. One year. Oh, you studied. I studied, studied Chinese for 10, years. for 10 Now,
0: what brought you to China?
1: Um, my studies, so I took an internship while I was out there. I did, um, it was like this, uh, work study kind of program. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I, I did, I did the college thing, you know, I'm a a pretty, uh, you know, I wish I could say that I've been doing music my whole life and like music is my thing. Music has been a part of my life, but it's always been like this, like weird side quest. Mm -hmm. Um, and I did the thing where it's like, you go to college and you like, you know get on scholarship and you try and get your office job and all of those things are awesome because i think they've really enabled me and empowered me mm-hmm. to pursue music where i'm at but then there's another perspective where people are like oh you're like kind of starting late almost if that makes sense it, and, yes
0: and like i said that's why middle-aged men is why well, i called it middle-aged men because <laughs> one of the reasons is it doesn't matter when you start right, as yeah, long yeah. as you enjoy it because there's people that start like uh we talked about danny she's like really young
1: yes yeah she's very talented for being young and she's one of those uh, situations where she's been in music Mm -hmm. um, you know from the get-go almost professionally studying it and I think that that's another beautiful thing it's for everybody right and anybody can write music and um, you know I think formal practice of music is important Mm -hmm. Um, for example like having a voice coach super important um, for a vocalist because how are you going to get better if you're not being mentored Right. by someone who knows how to use your body and how to maximize your movements to produce the sounds you can make or you know as a guitarist like you can self-teach you can teach yourself how to play guitar right. i'm self-taught yep. but actually this year i was like i need to find a mentor to teach me get a little bit of the basics to excuse me to unlearn some bad habits okay. right like yeah so i feel like we were talking about something like way out
0: there and just oh we'll get sidetracked all the time like i said and we get talked about languages and then we talked about uh, so there's no (laughs) there's no pattern to this to this i know sometimes that you kind of i said before sometimes you gotta set it out and walk it but what's great is somebody who is fun and like enjoys what they're doing will talk about anything and that's fine because it all relates to music this is your life whatever has happened in your life has driven you to music
1: It's true. It's true. Yeah. And, um, oh yeah, you asked me about China. I think that was where we were at and I went on this tangent talking about all the things that I had to do besides music, (laughs) which is like my great frustration. But yeah, so it was great. And while I was there, I, I actually got a chance to perform. Um, I did a contest. There was over like 400. If I remember the number correctly, it was like 411 contestants Okay. over like the course of, I think there was six rounds. Wow. And um, I made it to the, almost the final 10. I was number 11 Okay. and uh, made it all the way through. So that was like a very encouraging and like a really fun process. That was the first time I'd done a contest like that. Uh And um, it was a performance contest. So obviously people were singing covers, but this is in China with Chinese contestants. So it was in Chinese and me. um, I like to take on challenges. Uh And so I was like, you know what? I'm a songwriter at home. So I'm going to stay a songwriter here, and I wrote my songs in Chinese. And that's, that's why tiny. I have in my repertoire Chinese songs like I played yes. last Tuesday.
0: Don't know what you were saying, but it, it, <laughs> you like the way it sounds. Like my, I tell my wife, I tease her because she's German. German is not a sexy language at all because everything is – Oh,
1: it can and be, and right? Oh,
0: like, God, no, no, no. <laughs> she's, I was telling you, she's a drill sergeant. And, well, she, now she's a staff sergeant. She's a drill sergeant and – and German, German is not. There's no way to say "I love you" is ich liebe and it's like everything is <laughs> an ick. And it's like, oh my god, it's not, just, just tell me in English.
1: I don't <laughs> want to. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Uh,
0: she knows. Go into she doesn't realm. hear. She'll hear this, and she'll, she'll she'll say you're an asshole. But she does. I feel
1: like you know. there's a realm of, of fetish <laughs> that people might have, but we won't go there.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um. I always tease
0: her because she listen to David Hasselhoff. That's probably her fetish right there.
3: Okay. okay. <laughs>
0: Let's get back to music. We'll go all kind of sidetrack. We're talking about Greenface. Um, what was the idea of Greenface?
1: Okay, so thank you for for asking about that. Um, I love when people actually ask about the meaning of the music, and mm-hmm. I'll lead by first of all, Greenface is what it means to the listener. Um, in my opinion, I think that, like I said, music is is the listener's right. experience. Now, as the writer, I have my own experience that I put into that song. Okay. But as a listener, I encourage you if you do uh, go and, and listen to Greenface, like kind of try and like apply it to your life and like see kind of where it takes you. I think that um, subjectiveness is what makes music beautiful to me. Okay. Um, but so if we're gonna talk about music having meaning from the artist's perspective, Greenface, it's based off of experiences that I've had where. People aren't genuine with you. It's very clearly about gossip and jealousy.
2: Okay.
1: Um, and it's about overcoming that and just kind of like finding the self confidence and the courage to say, you know what, like people are going to be mean and people are going to treat you unfairly for reasons that you don't know. Right. And we see it all the time, bullying and, you know, ostracization in groups. Uh, sometimes you know especially kids like can be like so mean and I mm-hmm. definitely experienced that growing up I was not a cool kid I was like um, uh, pretty studious and like maybe a little weird <laughs> growing up and uh, there were times where I really definitely felt like ostracized from groups or like I didn't belong and um, those were really hard when you're just trying to like find your identity yeah. or maybe you feel like you're not free to find your identity because you're trying so hard to just like be a part of a group that won't accept you so that's what Greenface is about. It's this is the, that's the me that I wish that 17 year old me knew, you know, saying like, Hey, um, I don't need that in my life. I'm just gonna keep doing what I do. Right. And it took me a while to like kind of like figure that out, you know, um, and get that confidence to be like, this is it. In fact, one of my favorite lines is, um, it's, um, I like the color green, you wear it just for me and even better that it's dripping in jealousy. Like, because to me, like, it's called green face. Like, your face is green. Like, you're wearing a mm-hmm. mask to hide the fact that you're jealous. And yeah. that mask is the, the bullying, the ostracization. And so I hope that when people listen to it, they feel encouraged to be like, you know what? I'm just gonna be me, authentically. And if people don't like it, then that's okay too. They don't have to like me. And um, that's kind of what I hope for that song. And one thing that I love about Greenface is it opens the opportunity to be very artistic and creative. Yes. And I brought this mask. Yep. This is, uh, I know uh, listeners, you can't see it, but I, I wanted yep. to talk about it because it's so um, important to me as part of this song. Because this mask I'll take is. A picture
0: of it. I'll take a picture and post it here in a little bit. Go ahead. You know, show me? Awesome. The... Yeah.
1: So this mask, it's in my mind it's the villain of the song so when you listen to Greenface, the speaker when i'm singing it the speaker is me when you're listening to it the speaker is you like that like you're the person singing Greenface. you're saying like i don't care about what you have to say but the mask and the character behind the song is the embodiment of jealousy so i have this super ornate mask i actually commissioned um ashley bennett she is a really talented artist she does a lot of like anime drawings sketches uh she also does cosplay
0: you seem to be big into anime and cosplay (laughs)
1: yes (laughs) i partially maybe why i wasn't a cool kid growing up i like (laughs) loved anime growing up and i still do in fact i almost never watch like real people shows okay i still binge watch anime on hulu netflix and crunchyroll and um yeah and so i think a lot of my costumes are inspired by cosplaying i go to conventions all the time in cosplay. Do you fun. go to like
0: the, the Comic Con in Atlanta? Yeah, I go. You, I you been to a, uh, a San Diego one?
1: No, I haven't been. Um, the only conventions I've been to are the ones here in Atlanta. Okay. Um, but I've been to AWA and MomoCon and...
0: Dragon Con. I, can't, I, mean, I knew I could think Dragon of it.
1: Dragon Con I haven't been to yet. Really?
0: But, My son, yeah. I've been to that one and I, I don't go to a lot of Cosplay stuff, Now I like comics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I got into it late. When I was a kid, I never had any comics.
2: Yeah, I didn't yeah. have
0: stuff like that. I mean, I was outside working or playing, doing sports, and we mm-hmm. just talked a little bit about that. So when you when you guys, I wish you could see her. She's jumping around. She's so excited with anime and her <laughs> green face. We're talking. We get talking about that. But we, it's, I never had that stuff, and so maybe that's part of what I miss growing uh-huh. up. And you talk about like with the green face, how it's a symbol for people who right. are are. Maybe not as what they consider cool, you know, which who cares? Because, I mean, I know when you're young, it it bothers you. Because when I was young, I had a speech impediment, so I didn't talk a lot. Yeah. And I still have a – it's weird. I have a – I don't know if it's a phobia, but I don't like talking in front of people. But I can get up and Mm -hmm. play music and sing, and I can do a podcast, so go figure. Yeah, But I I always had that problem. And that's – when you talk about stuff like that, I'm I'm glad that people can hear it. And I think it may be – it affects boys and girls mainly. I think girls, my, my little girl is worried about bullies. But she doesn't get bullied now, but she's about to go to middle school next year. So I told her, I said, you know what, just beat the shit out of them. If somebody hits you, hit them back. And don't worry about getting in trouble. But yeah. I know that doesn't solve everything. It's not. I'm not Absolutely. promoting violence. I'm just saying that. It's different for, I think, for boys than for girls and how they deal with it. And I'm glad that you have an avenue. Where I'm going with this yeah, whole conversation yeah, yeah, is I'm yeah. glad you have an avenue and you have something like your, your green it's face to, to help Im-
1: It's important to, to have an outlet, a creative yes. outlet and a support system. And mm-hmm. I think that it's really easy to get wrapped up into wanting to be accepted by a group right. of people. Um, but at the end of the day, if you have one good friend yeah. or one good family member, if you have one person in your life, like that's enough. And that's yeah. something I've learned. And, you know, at the time, growing up, like, anime was not cool, man. Like, it was, like, very taboo. Like, uh, I'm so happy. I think the world has really changed. Yes. And it makes me so happy because I think people really embrace it now. Mm -hmm. And I see people, they're going to conventions. They're very open about it. There's communities that are around it. And you see there's so many different types of anime for different types of people. (laughs) And even to where I'm seeing people who weren't into anime Uh, when I was, you know, in high school and growing up, like, uh, now they're embracing it. And I'm just, like, so happy because, just like music, anime's for everybody. And, of course, there's always going to be the crowd of people who are like, oh, you used to make fun of anime and, like, um, you know, you shouldn't like it now because, like, you were so mean about it. You know, but I don't care. It's kind of like, yes, come to the dark side. (laughs) Yes. like.
0: What is your favorite anime?
1: um, I... I love Death Note. Okay. I don't know if, if, if you've seen it. I don't.
0: It. My son has a, a thing with Bebop. I don't <laughs> know what
1: that is. If you're listening to this podcast and you like Death Note, be my friend. Because <laughs> I've watched it like nine times. I'm obsessed with it. I can't get enough of it. I was so sad when I when it was over. When I watched it for the first time, it's very cat and mouse. And if you, mm. if you don't watch any anime, watch Death Note. Okay. But, like, <laughs> I watched it all the way through, and I was so sad when it ended that I, like, Went back and watched the whole thing all over again, like, just like that, and, yeah, people are like, that's crazy that you've watched it nine times, but I love it.
0: My son loves quirky dogs. Okay. I don't know why. Cowboy Bebop? He had a shirt with Cowboy (laughs) Bebop on it, and we went to the Renaissance (laughs) Festival, and he's wearing his shirt, and I swear, it was like he was a rock star, everybody came, oh, man, I love your shirt, I love your shirt, I'm like a dog just no it's an anime it's like okay i don't yeah, have any like, idea it's
1: like yeah like the minute you said quirky dog i knew yes. i was like cowboy bebop epic classic <laughs>
2: um
1: but yeah a lot of my i would definitely say my costumes and probably like my stage presence
2: mm-hmm.
1: is heavily 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 influenced by uh, the animes i loved growing up okay and the manga that i've read and you know this mask i, I can't wait for people to, to, to see if you can't see it uh, please go check out the he just snapped a photo and he said he's gonna post it Absolutely. But it's gorgeous my um, uh, I'm just like so in awe whenever I look at it but so this artist Ashley she actually handcrafted it out of warble. if you're a cosplayer you know warble is a really fun material it's not the easiest to work with you have mm-hmm. to like melt it it comes in like either pellets or powder okay so she actually molded all of this by hand And then, does she um, have like a
0: shop or anything she does, or she just just
1: at at her apartment, uh, studio, you know? And she doesn't. She um, is so talented, but you can hit her up on Instagram. She does take commissions. There you
0: go. Um, Shattered her name. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Totally. So, if you want to check her out, it's um, on Instagram. It's at favox. So, f o v o x, and if you follow me, you're gonna see her stuff too. (laughs) So, like, if if I think it's f o v o x.
0: If it's not, she, yeah. when she listens. She's gonna be shouting, and there's yeah, not what like, no, it is. Yeah,
2: she's no, no,
1: no, no, no. But just, um, yeah, follow me. I will. And if you can't find her, like, I will send it to you. I promise. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's at Fovox. F-O-V-O-X. And um, yeah, this thing that she made is gorgeous. She was. The whole process was awesome making it. I came to her with the idea. Mm-hmm. I was like, listen, I want to do this mask, and it's really important to me that it is very. Um, like it's going to represent jealousy so it needs to be mischievous it needs to be kind of like sneering a little bit but i also need it to be made so that i can perform on stage with it so i can move my head around and do a hair flip right and it's not going to come fly off and that it's um easy for the microphone to pick up my voice so she did a so she came to me with some concept sketches and she was like let's do like a half face mask so that you know your your mouth is free and then uh we talked about what sort of elements that we want in the mask. And we actually had a really hard time finding reference photos because um, there's a lot of like uh, Thai and Chinese masks um, that we're looking at. But you know, I didn't want it to be like um, a rip off of something oriental. Okay. So we really like took a lot of time scouring the internet. She actually went to London um, on a trip during that time. And she came back after going to the, the museum out there. I wish I was cultured and European stuff. I don't really know what that really <laughs> famous museum, if anybody knows, message it to me, I'm sorry, to our British friends. <laughs> um, but, and she came back with some more mask inspirations. Okay. And we pulled elements that we really liked. I'm a huge fan of like sharp lines and like boxy shapes mm-hmm. visually. And so um, I told her, I was like, I want to be kind of sharp and piercing. And um, you know, she gave me several designs and we, we really, she was very great at helping me adjust it. It's, absolutely everything I ever wanted. And she took a lot of time to make it. Um, There's a piece of the mask, actually most of the mask is a mosaic where she actually, one by one, all of these little stones glued them together and fit them perfectly into is, it.
0: I'm afraid to drop it. I think, Here you go, <laughs> no, I don't want to drop your mask. No, I mean, and it's hardy, I like.
1: it's warble plastic, so it's it's very durable. And
0: He's like, oh, she put these diamonds, she took all this time, I'm like, and you handing <laughs> this to me. Here, take it back before oh, I drop yeah, it. Oh yeah, I hand it over to him, <laughs> you should have
1: seen him, guys. He like was like very ginger with yes. it, he was like holding it so gently. Yes, but my I wife says, I don't
0: know my own strength, and I'm, I'm Mongo, she calls me Mongo, because Mongo smashes everything. Yeah.
1: But yeah, go check it out, guys. Uh, and also,
0: I'll put a picture up there for it, because it's very... I can see the Chinese kind of dragon-esque, but it's, it's really gorgeous.
1: Yeah, and, and the, actually, the, the inspiration animal is, is monkey.
2: Monkey, uh, okay. Yes,
1: because I think that they're very mischievous. I love primates. I love monkeys. Um, I think that they're just like a really... Probably because I'm such like a high-energy yes. animal myself. So is
0: I, there yeah. a... Okay, because <laughs> I don't know anything about anime, so is there an anime monkey?
1: Um, I mean, there are anime monkeys, but nothing that super inspires me. I would probably say people say like Goku from okay. um, Dragon Ball probably is the the most common. Like, so Sun Goku is like a, a very important um, literary figure in Chinese and even Japanese okay. culture. Um, and, like, the Monkey King is one of the great literary works in Chinese. Um, and so there's actually a lot of animes that draw from that historical piece of literature. And if you don't know that, um, that it's, it's kind of, like, uh, parallel to, if you think about, like, the epics, like, like uh, um, Odysseus okay. and stuff. Like, that's, like, the the Oriental version, right? Like, Son Goku and, like, those stories. Is, uh, Journey to the West is... Actually, the name that you can start your search. I'd recommend look up *Journey to the West*. Um, but that's my—that's my language nerd coming out. Um, yeah, so that would be, I guess, probably like the the best reference okay. for Monkey. But I chose it mostly because of sort of I feel this connection of like uh, the mischievousness, the fun, the playfulness, the energy. It's a very group. Yeah. Um, animal. It's group oriented, it's a social creature. And they also howl and sing and stuff themselves, <laughs> so yeah, I really like them. They climb in trees and stuff.
0: Well, let's hear you play a song. Yeah. Get to howling well, and singing, let's let's talk about it. <laughs> okay.
2: So-
1: Psyched you guys, you guys thought I was gonna play a sad, slow one.
3: With a grain of salt, this is what you came here for. You'll never grow if you keep lacing savage words with sugar. If you keep it up, you've got to live larger than life before you'll finally feel satisfied. And now you're wondering is it you, mere or them, or a combination of the three? Oh, I now you're wondering. Is it you or me or them or a combination of the three? Now you melt waste your time living through another's YouTube stream got an idea of your own, but you're channeled by insecurities, trash it with a lie saying that's so lame, so on the outside you're cool, it's easier to knock it down than to show the real you, oh, tell me, are your limits what you own? fill your life with worries and you'll feel it getting old, oh, step out of the box, opinions made, live your life with animals outside the gate. Is it you a mere them or a combination of the three? Oh, and oh, you're wondering. Is it you a mere them or a combination of the three? Oh, and now you're wondering. Is it you a mere them or a combination of the three? Oh, jitter there at first tell you.
1: <laughs> but <laughs> hey and that's kind of the fun thing about doing something live is yes. like mistakes happen and that's kind of like the way that things roll but I love playing that song and I like to start it out because it's like kind of simple and it's a really good like let's get it in there
0: <laughs> and honestly nobody's gonna know you made a mistake but you
1: uh, people
2: yeah. are like mm-hmm. uh,
0: <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm playing. I always I always make jokes. People are like, if I mess up, I'll know, but you'll never know.
2: No,
1: it's true. It's true. And, you know, and I think the, the biggest thing is having fun with it, like you yeah. said. Like, this is what it's about. And we're sitting here in this, like, awesome gazebo outside in the woods. <laughs> so, like, I don't know um, – I kind of wish that people could, like, see this environment because it's so pretty. It's, like, very comfortable and kind of like this, like, campfire vibe almost. It's,
0: we actually camp up here, too. So we'll have – you see firewood behind you. It's stacked, So a lot of times we'll bring everybody up here and we'll camp out and we'll sleep up here.
1: Yeah,
2: So yeah. It's, it's fun
0: because awesome. the kids – they like camping, too. Like, my wife – you talk about hiking and going outdoors and we talk about camping. My, my wife loves to go hiking and camping and all that stuff. She wants to go do the uh, Appalachian Trail and then mm-hmm. the um, – Pacific Northwest Trail. Is that what it's called? Out west.
1: Oh. Um, it's not the Pacific.
0: Whichever, whatever it's called out west. There's one. I know there's there's three trails, major trails. The Appalachian Trail, uh, mm-hmm. she wants to do. It goes from here to Maine. I know
1: what you're talking about. That was what the book um, Wild was about, yeah. right? Where she like goes yeah. up that. Oh, yeah. Oh my god! But I can't remember the, name of the trail. Uh,
0: I think I think it's Pacific Northwest. Maybe, but don't, maybe, don't maybe. Me, I feel like
1: yeah. Uh, I can't remember. So you probably know better than I do.
0: <laughs> so she tried to get me. like I'll just stay home and I'll bring you supplies because I don't want to hike. I'm old. <laughs> oh
1: really? I'm a huge hiker. I love the outdoors. I'm I love
0: fishing. I like being outside yeah. and you know like this stuff. But climbing up a mountain, yeah, I
1: don't know if i do that. <laughs> it's about the journey. Like you know, I think that there's two people. There's two kind of people who hike, right? There's people who are there. They're doing it for the destination, yeah. And there's people who are doing it for like the journey, yeah. and like I think it's there's something to be said about like taking your backpack and like carrying all your stuff, and then like getting to the top and setting it all up and being mm-hmm. like, I did this. Yep. Yeah. You feel so accomplished. That's what
0: she. That's what she says. She likes to do it because of the. She watches this lady named Dixie. Um, I can't remember what lady's name. Is Homemade Wonderlust is the YouTube channel. Uh-huh. And her lady her name is Dixie, and she loves that lady. So what I did is I reached out to that lady for Christmas, and asked her to give a shout out to my wife, and she mm-hmm. did. That was her mm-hmm. Christmas present, cheapest present, present I ever had to buy, but she loved it, and she likes that stuff. So she follows, and yeah, yeah. I could same thing like with the game And Maybe you can explain this to me. I can never understand how you can watch somebody else do that, like like gaming, like watching oh, somebody gaming? play games, oh. or.
1: You know what? Um, I'm an anime. That's my brand of.
0: Do you game Nerd. Do you play games? I'm not a
1: huge gamer. Okay. I, I used to like <laughs> I did watch my sister play video games like growing up. Mm. And you know, maybe she was like a controller hog, right? So like <laughs> I never got to play them. Um so, but so I guess I never really got to play the games, but I played them vicariously through watching her. So okay. like that was like pretty a fun experience, I guess. You know, um, playing side saddle. But I think like I can see why people. I think watching people play video games, it's more of like people really like to see the walkthroughs on YouTube or like see like streaming because maybe especially for people who like don't have access to some of the resources it takes to play those games. Mm -hmm. For example, like if you don't have like a great gaming setup, like or maybe your computer can't handle like the RAM that's required to play those games. You can watch someone play through them and still get the experience.
0: Well, being out here in the woods, there's we don't get anything. We get our internet sucks because I wanted to. And I'm still going to do it. I just got to figure out how is, is like streaming because people live streaming. We talk about mm-hmm. podcast mm-hmm. and Avenue. And now where a lot of people are going musically is house shows and stuff like that. That's where people are kind of playing out.
1: Dude, I love house shows. Um, ratchet. Uh,
0: <laughs> I'm going to do, I've got a pool over there that I'm draining. I'm going to drain it completely out. I'm building a stage and I'm going to have a concert. I'm mm-hmm. going to live stream it from inside the pool. Oh, that's sick. Like the old 90s style. I love it. Used you have
1: some do. skateboarders going in there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to build a band. I'm going to have us and then another band to do that. So do you have, do you have a band or is it just you right now?
1: Um, so I have people who I do play with. Okay. Um, I would say uh, we have not all officially played on the same stage all at once. Okay. But we are going to get there. Um, I do play. Um, I have a really great friend, and his name is Aldo Cardenas. And is that the gentleman that was playing with yeah, you? Yeah, Carden- okay. Aldo Cardenas. And he is just, like, such an amazing guitarist. Mm-hmm. Like, very talented. He actually has a band of his own, City Playgrounds.
2: Okay.
1: Um, and, yeah, just really just like a salt-of-the-earth kind of guy. And um, really happy that, um, you know, he plays with me. We That was actually our first set together. But we jam. And then, um, yeah, so I think that's probably the challenge of uh, people just getting started is like kind of finding that right team. Right. Um, And also like understanding where you are as an artist and what you can handle as far as a band goes. So like, for example, I really want to get a a band together, Mm -hmm. but right now I'm in this like recording phase that I've already started. And it came to a point actually with a friend where we were like trying to like, decided like, okay, are we going to band? Like, where are we at? Like, you know, we jammed together and he wanted something like very seriously, like let's make it a band. And I was like, I need to finish recording first. And then once I have that out, like, let's go into show season. Um, I think people are really quick. They want to jump into playing the shows and stuff. And for me, um, I'm very methodical and it's really important to me that I get the, the highest quality content music out and that means picking apart my songs to a level of detail that I can't do if I'm playing shows. Yeah, um, I don't have the bandwidth for it. So, you know, I'm not ready. I wasn't ready um, for it. He was so th- unfortunately in that particular situation. There was somebody where hopefully in the future we'll get to work together. Um, I would love to, to work with that particular person. But um, that's just the n- nature of it. Everyone's yeah. going to be in different stages. You have to find the right fit. You have yes. to find the right personalities. I'm a huge believer in that, you know, you don't have to be the greatest musician in the world, but you have to have the right attitude. Mm. And everybody has to get together and understand each other yes. and kind of like, like the music right off the bat and kind of like be in it because it's fun. If it's not a good vibe, the music's going to suck.
0: Right, I would <laughs> agree with that to the point because I'm think. Also, these musicians, a lot of guys that play just musically, that don't write or anything. They want to play. Mm-hmm. If you're not still enjoying playing music, it's not going to work.
3: Right, right,
1: and and also I think like it's important to have a loyalty mm-hmm. to your members. So like for me, obviously like I'm Ali bay like I'm a solo artist, kind of like by um, by the image that I'm putting out mm-hmm. is what it seems. But I think that. Once that team is assembled, there's this loyalty that needs to exist because, you know, if if you move on as a as a solo artist to other things, you could not have gotten to that point without the people who've backed you up right. to get there. And I think that rather it doesn't matter what the name is, like whether you're a band, then you have this like collective thing, like the many trees or whatever, right. or you're a solo artist, like you still need to have that loyalty and that um, that glue that sticks people together. And um, so. In order to to foster that, like I'm I'm still uh, kind of building that team, and um, for the people who I have played with, it's if the people who I've I've had the opportunity to, to work with, like it's because they're great musicians, but they're also awesome personalities, right. and I just really respect them as as people and as musicians as well.
0: And that's good. I mean, because that's good advice. Because when you're looking for a band or you're looking to start a project, mm-hmm. if the pieces don't work, it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, and that doesn't mean that. Um, you can't maintain friendships or build relationships. Right. You know, like two awesome people don't always make an awesome relationship. That's true for dating and for music.
0: Right. So. Yes. so you're over here writing like, really talking about like your songs, you're writing deep emotional songs of mine are drinking and breaking up and doing all uh-huh. kinds of crap. So uh-huh. I was like, she's kind of deep and I don't know if she, she may not like my kind of music, but um. it, it goes the same way with, with people. Like you say, relationships and, and bands. It's got, it's got to work. If it doesn't work, it doesn't mean you can't be friends and you can't go your separate ways. But
1: exactly. And you support you each work. other in your different projects yes. and you go different routes, you know. And, and, you know, you just shake hands and you appreciate what you have. And, you know, and maybe in the future, like, things will turn around. You get to, like, do things together again. So if, if you're a musician and you're listening to that and that's what you're struggling with, like, I really encourage you to just, like, be open about it and just understand that people are going to be in different places. And um, that's okay.
0: And that's what I love about the songwriting community as a whole is most people are very perceptive to that and they will understand and it's a very tight knit community and mm-hmm. it's not a hateful place. I mean it's not like mm, yeah. they don't want you to succeed because when you write I don't know if you co write with other people, but I like co writing with other people mm-hmm. because there's different views. Right. Like you said you have different experiences and I have different experiences and it works when you put mm-hmm. stuff together. But sometimes like I said, it may be completely opposite. You know, you may want to write about anime, and I'm drinking about drinking. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can do a drunk anime song. Maybe you can. I don't know. I, don't know. I think
1: you can. <laughs> I, I disagree with that statement.
2: <laughs> well, me. then we're going to write no, a drunk anime, drunk song. anime song.
1: right. <laughs> I think, like, talking about writing solo versus co-writing, you know, that's actually a subject that's been heavy on my mind. It's so interesting that you, yeah. like, bring it up. Because, I, you know, one of the things is, when you co-write, you're really letting someone in mm-hmm. very deeply, very personally into like the way you think. And I think right. like everyone's songwriting process is so different. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to invite anyone in the shower with me when I'm <laughs> writing songs. You know, no, I'm just kidding. But, you know, that's like a whole other zone is right. um, allowing yourself to be vulnerable in that level. And um, that is territory I've, I've tiptoed into a uh, few times okay. in my life. I co-wrote one song with somebody and i mean it was like magic it was so yeah. great it turned out awesome and then what happened the dude picks up and like he had to move he got married he moved to like maryland right. and then we never played the song ever so um you know it it's like uh, there's something unknown that can happen in the co-writing session that is just like there's this um meld of it's more than just you it's definitely beautiful and um like a, a relationship right it's it's super intimate but at the same time There's sessions where it can be, like, really fun. You know, maybe just someone's like, give me a beat. All right, let's make a jam. And it ends up being, like, this really fun song that comes out. So it just depends on sort of, like, what the mood is and, like, what you're trying to achieve as an artist and also, like, how well your styles blend. Or maybe they don't blend. Maybe they totally clash and it works in the song. So I think, but it's also really important before inviting others into that process to understand yourself as an artist. Yeah. And that's kind of like um, where I'm at right now, I'm making this album very, very solo. Um, and it's just me and then working with Tom. And there's definitely collaborative effort happening there. Mm. There's lots of being, ideas being thrown around and that's great. And I appreciate that right now where I'm at, they're re- kind of respecting that that decision making as an artist. Like they still allow me to have that, like, like, yes, I like this, no, I don't like that. Like right. I still have that creative control. That's good. And I think it's, when you co-write with someone, you gotta let go of the creative control, and you have to accept that it's yes. no longer your thing. It's an our thing now. Right,
0: and that is hard. I and mean, you I like have to co-write. be ready for it. I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like I said, my brain works one way, my mouth goes another, and I'm sitting there thinking, going back to that. Now that I mentioned the the uh, anime cowboy, I'm like, you know what? We should write a song called Bebop Cowboy. <laughs> flip it around I don't even think about the beep I know my son was like no don't even touch anime stuff but it's funny it's like urban I was thinking urban cowboy but that's me thinking
2: mm-hmm. in my head
0: like I said but you're right because you got to let go of your ego you got to let go of uh, the fact that it doesn't mean it's not good it's just maybe it doesn't fit for whatever you're trying to do you just got to mm-hmm. come together mm-hmm. and make it fit
1: Exactly. So. And sometimes it's just like any songwriting session, even if you're by yourself. Like, how many times have you written a song where you're like, I'm going to do this? And then something totally different is the end result. You're like, this is not uh, at all <laughs> what I started to do. And now here I am sitting here, and it's like,
0: like, so like you're, I like this. You're, but it, you take yeah. your process, you're in the shower, and it comes to your mind, and I'm in a bathroom because I have to hide from my kids. It's the only ah! place I get any type of. <laughs> of and as usual, I'm just sitting there, sitting there playing because it's am so funny. TMI, I know, but either. Anyway. <laughs>
2: Sorry. So I'm playing
0: uh, a song, and it always turns out one song that I write will be completely different than what I thought. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, I was telling you, I, mm-hmm. when I my, I get a lot of inspiration from my kids. You know, yeah, because they'll yeah. say something that's just funny, and it's like, oh, let's, okay, let's write mm-hmm. a song about that.
1: Yeah, and but there's nothing more refreshing when you find someone at least who's on the same page as you and the mm-hmm. same work ethic as you, because yeah. that's the other thing is like finding someone. Like if you're the kind of person where you start a song and you don't stop till you're done even if it takes all night because you have to get it out. Right. But if maybe someone else is like I need to take breaks frequently while I'm writing, I don't know how good that's going to fit because then like you have someone who might be frustrated because they're like trying to keep going and like they're like so yeah.
0: How do you do yours? Is yours like you sit there, once you get in your mind and you go into you all finish the way through, it all, all the way through. through. All the way through. Do you go back and change it later?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. There's there's definitely um, I call it like polishing a song, right? Okay. So like I'll I will have the rough draft from start to finish in one songwriting session. Sometimes it's an hour, like, super fast. If I'm really inspired, like, like it's done. Um, but then there's times where I'll be up late into the night, like, just, like, really, like, into it, like, thinking of the poetry and, like, you know, I might, I might even, like, start stepping into the editing phase,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, right after it. Um, but there's definitely a sort of like I like to think about it like like alcohol you know it's got to like sort of like age a little bit and I think that songs they need some time to sit and resonate Um, and actually I was scrolling through my Instagram trying to find if I had any documentation when I actually wrote Greenface and I do I have an Instagram post of the day I wrote Greenface (laughs) It was like 2000, it it actually wasn't, it's actually a pretty new song comparatively. It was written uh, 2018. Okay. And there's like a picture of like the notebook with the lyrics to Greenface on the first day. And they're so different than the lyrics that started. It's the same spirit of song, but Mm -hmm. like that polishing and editing, like there's so much where you come through and you, you revise your poetry. You're like, is this really concisely saying what I'm trying to portray here? Right. So that's like maybe the first step. Then the next step is like, you take the vocals and you're like okay well how do I want to play it or like you look at the chords like are these the right chords for this like is this like where I want to place these words and then you practice and you practice and you practice and then you write all the other pieces like there's so much preparation that goes into making a song ready to be heard yeah. or to, to take it out so yeah
0: and then there's a lot really of fun. people and a lot of just younger people have this problem too is when day they're afraid to let it go because you don't want to hear negative comments and you're I hate that you're gonna get negative comments whether you are great or not, right? <laughs> Just let it go. Yeah. Because I there was I did a when I was younger, I say younger ten years ago, 15, yeah, ten years ago. I used to sell um, like I'd have to walk door to door and do uh, like golf packages
2: because
0: uh-huh. I was that's what I was doing. I needed a job, that's why I was working. And we always did these raw raw sessions. I always called them raw raw sessions. And so this lady gave everybody a piece of paper. So I want you to ball it up. And then she walked around. She she grabbed it. No. No, no. Just throw the nose away. It doesn't matter. You're going to mm-hmm. get mm-hmm. so many nose. it doesn't matter. Because you, when you're trying, when you're writing music, you're trying to get it out. So mm-hmm. you you got one purpose of doing it is to, to get the feelings and emotions out of your head so it's on paper and you can express it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And then there's also a part where you want to make a living doing it too. So you want to figure out where that vibe of it is. You, know, mm-hmm. you want to you do different things. But the main part is getting it out of your head. Mm-hmm. And then... Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a very personal thing to tell somebody you know when you you write a song and you feel it's your passion and then somebody says oh that's that's crap it may be crap to you but it's my life it's my feelings i don't really give a damn if you like it or not mm-hmm. thank you for listening mm-hmm. hey, I don't
1: yeah i i think about it a lot and i'm very blessed um to be where i'm, I'm at i'm mm-hmm. like in this really great sweet spot where. I can write music and put out music and not care if people like it or Good not. Good for you. And that is, like, a very, I understand the value of where where that is because right. there's many people, I mean, it must be so hard, like, when you, when the, the value of your song is placed by how much money you earn from it. Mm-hmm. And that's a real challenge because I think our society doesn't pay artists or value artists like they would, like, you know, a scientist or business or things like that. And it's hard to make a living right. as an artist. Then there's work and there's definitely like stuff where you can do music for cinema, you can do music for TV, you can do music playing covers and helping people have a great time. But as an original artist, um, it's very, I mean, it's so competitive because people are so talented. Yeah. And um, there's so many different styles of music where when you put something out there, you know, and it's not as well received, um, that means that maybe you don't eat as an artist, right? And mm-hmm. so at that point, you become adverse to taking risks and become afraid to try new things because you want people to like your music. Right. And you know what works, so you're going to stay in that convention. And I'm very grateful and, like I said, like super blessed to be in this uh, weird sweet spot where I can take risks. And, um, you know, I think it's really, you know... Do I get to devote as much time to music as I would like? No. I have a separate career that I, I do maintain outside mm-hmm. of music. That's
0: um, so got to pay the bills. Yeah, right. it
1: does. It pays the bills. And, and I am passionate about my other career. I'm in cybersecurity. I okay. Love it. So much fun. Um, great challenges in that industry, too. But what's nice about it is, is it does afford me the opportunity to take risks, be mm-hmm. a risky music maker. And do weird things, and um, I'm so excited to get back in the studio with Tom. We're recording again in November, and this next song is highly experimental. I I, I gave him my demo, and he was like, "It's very Quentin Tarantino," was his reaction. And I'm like, "Yeah, let's do it. Like, <laughs> figure this out." So,
0: um, I mean, coming s- out on the album. You got an album coming out. How many songs are you doing? An actual um, EP or an album?
1: So we're we're just going. Psh, Full, straight album, and um, so right now the project is twelve songs. And you um, got uh,
0: just Greenface out now. Or? So
1: right now Greenface is not a part of the album. That okay. was just my experiment single to test the waters. To because I'd never put out a single before. Okay, I'll so, put on the
0: end of this podcast. Oh, you
1: thank you. Yeah, I yeah that'd be awesome. And that was me testing the water just to be like, what does it look like to take a song mm-hmm. and put it through you know all of all of what it takes to create a professional sounding production and you know what does that process look like putting something going through distributor finding the right producer making that team Mm -hmm. um working uh i did a photo shoot with hayden here and um he's certainly taking awesome (laughs) photos and that was part of the process having the mask made there's a whole industry based around song production and i had no idea what that looked like, and I met the right people, I took it through Greenface, loved how it turned out. So Tom and I were gonna keep going, and uh, you know, I turned around. I was like, "This is amazing. This is awesome. So proud of it. You did great. Let's do the album, and these songs are gonna be ready at the end of next year.
0: So. Nice. When they are ready, come back on, and we will do a uh, CD release.
2: Oh, awesome. And
0: yeah. that's what I, I did that with mine. I did it with Mark uh, Gurnhoffer. He does like an instrumental tracks. basically, we'll come in, we'll uh, download the whole album, we'll put a song on, talk about the song, and have to go through the whole album. I like doing that
2: stuff. I
1: love it. We're treating, and the way that we're doing it too, so one thing that that Tom asked me of the album, he was like, okay, so do you want to book, like how how many days do you want to book, and we'll make the album? I was like, no, no, no. We're going to do it, when we get a time, every month, a different song. We're treating every song like a single. And the whole process of what it took to make the single and the quality that Mm. went into it, um, that's how we're treating it. And it'll be the compilation of my best songs to date, uh, where I'm at right now. i'm 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 already, I know I'm gonna be very excited about it. I'm already very proud. Um, and I think that doing it that way, I, and I encourage artists to treat every song that they put on their albums, like a, like it's a single, mm-hmm. put the same amount of love into each song as if it was gonna be the only song that's released right. because, you know, it's so important that that love goes into each song. You can do it assembly line style. I get it. Like it's economical. It saves studio time where you can lay all the drum tracks at once for each song and then but I feel like there's this sort of like assembly line feel mm-hmm. that comes out of that and that's not what I'm looking to do. Really important that each song has its own flavor, its own personality, its own story. And they're all gonna be very different. Are you gonna release
0: them as singles or are you gonna release the whole? No, segment? it's an
1: album. Okay. So I'm gonna be sitting on these songs for like a year, which is gonna <laughs> be really hard, right? Um, I'll probably, I think I'll release one. I might pick one to do maybe mid next year just to like, hey guys, it's out there. Guess what's coming? Tease you guys a little bit. But um, very excited about this album.
0: Nice. Yeah. Well, small wanna play another song?
1: Um, sure, sure. Let's do it. So since you're gonna play Greenface, um after this, I won't play Greenface acoustically. I'm gonna play another song called Apartment K. Um, it's a little bit slower, but I really do enjoy playing this song and um
3: All that happened next, I like to reset back to Monterey. I know somewhere out there, there's a man I'd never recognize for all the change. But there's a boy I learned to love wild, and I left him there in apartment K. Tell me, do you still like to take your board out to the mountain? and snow when you make it out to the sea do you still paddle out and ride the swells are you painting in vivid colors using that old polaroid still do the things that we used to do together bring your mind back to me as well. Well, I see now you grew yourself a beard and got yourself a job out in the world. You've been married once but I guess she couldn't keep you any better than I could. It's been a little rough and you have seen some stuff that I could never guess and no I'll never tell. Baby, I should tell you after all this time I've all along cause somehow we're parallel you and I couldn't shake each other you were cautious and I said nothing and I've chosen she ate a second go at something more. Maybe ask me how I felt. I've gotta confess your Facebook messages have got me missing you like hell. Cause somehow we're parallel. You and I'm married now, I'ma put it out there for the last time forever, I love you then, but this is now, and I won't be looking over my shoulder. How does it feel to know in my dreams, I'm standing at the flat from our memories, I'll never go back, but you can bet that I'll think of the boy I love a piece of me because somehow now we're better love
0: You got a very jewel kind of vibe. Jewel. Jewel, kind of like a singer songwriter. Ah. I guess it's just... you know Jewel is. You don't you know who Jewel is. <laughs> How old are you?
1: I'm making faces. I don't know who Jewel is. How old I'm are you? gonna Google Jewel. Is it a female? It's somewhere? a female. You know
2: what? Oh I'm on YouTube shoot. It. How old are you, Allie?
1: Oh, do I have to say? You know what? Okay, I will tell you. I'm not ashamed of my age, but. You have to guess first. You gotta give me one good guess. i do due to everybody. How old do you think I am? Let me see your elbows. My elbows Let me see your elbows. Okay, why?
0: Because women always do like makeup and they do their moisturizer. Oh, but they don't moisturize we forget their about elbows. Our
1: elbows. Okay, well you will have to know. I shoot and hike a lot. I'm an outdoorsy person. Okay. So I might have like some I'm
0: gonna say twenty seven.
1: You're right. Right on the money. Told you. Oh my God! How did you know? You have twenty-seven-year-old
0: elbows. Um, now so you can go home like, oh, I do not. I am Jessie, about to I mean, I feel like <laughs> in the mirror, like,
1: like,
3: like, oh my God, my elbows do look like they're twenty-seven.
0: <laughs> That's my secret.
1: <laughs> okay, good to know. Thank you for sharing your secret. All right, girls, moisturize your elbows.
0: Right. Well, Jesse will guess how old you are every time.
1: Right on the money. Well done. Well done.
0: I'm gonna play a little jewel for you. Oh, okay. So you can hear it. I have to edit it out because I don't own the rights to it, so they'll they'll tell me. <laughs> but Jewel is a singer-songwriter from, I guess, the 90s. That's not her. That's a commercial. You, and you probably know her when you hear it. Uh,
1: I love this song, yes. That's okay. Jewel. And I was meant for you. That one, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Jewel. So you know who she is. Yeah. It's one of those things, you know, there was a study or, like, somebody who who was oh yeah some dude in my office was like hey i read i don't know if it was an official study or if he just read it like online or something Uh he's like i read that um they played a bunch of like classic rock songs and like uh like older 90s songs and stuff to like younger people and they all were able to recognize the song so they couldn't say who the artist was Uh I guess I fall
0: in that category. <laughs> I like those, I like those YouTube videos where you like that show the kids the 80 songs or the 90 songs and they try to They like it. know
1: it though. They're like, yeah. "Oh yeah, like totally heard this in a bar somewhere like singing along." And then they're like, "I don't know who yeah, wrote it." My yeah.
0: little girl loves Queen. Okay. Loves Queen. She first fell in love with Queen from the movie Wayne's World.
1: Mm, when they started mm, doing mm. Bohemian
0: Rhapsody and her head banging, she loves that part. <laughs> she wants to go for Halloween as Wayne and Garth.
1: Oh, that's so cute. How old is she? Ten. Ten. Oh. Yeah, thirteen. That's precious. She'd be so cute in a mullet,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: right? They wear like mullets. In the yes.
0: Yeah. She wants to. I think she wants to be Garth, though. She wants to do the mullet with the glasses and.
1: Yeah, this she... year for Halloween, um, have you thought about what you're gonna be?
0: I, I usually have something scary. I usually like like, a, like a uh, scary clown or, or something because a friend of mine, uh, my bandmate, every year, because I don't, I don't get trick-or-treaters here. I'm in the right. woods. They're yeah, too scared. I should God. make this, like, a Halloween place to scare people they like a like,
1: some awesome Halloween party out
0: here. Yeah. Make like, netherworld or something. Mm-hmm. But we go to his uh, house, and we scare the neighbors there. We have the kids mm-hmm. come up for trick or treating. because nice, he lives inside nice. a subdivision. And then, like, last year, I think it was last year or the year before, we were clowns. Mm-hmm. And I'm like Twisty the Clown. Have you ever watched American Horror Story?
1: No, actually. Okay. I told you I don't watch real people stuff. So if it's not an anime, I haven't seen it. Oh, nice. Okay, he just showed me on his phone his uh, screen picture. Yep. The main screen photo is him in what I assume is American Horror Story yep. because yep. I don't watch anything that's it's, not anime. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, um, you can see my little girl, too. She's dressed with a little creepy doll. Oh, but so good. Uh, we did uh, The Clown. So I'm in the garage and it's like a big sheet. All right. And there's, like, flashing in the back. And he's dressed in this regular clown standing in front of a spotlight, dancing and singing. Scared more adults. They wouldn't even come to him. They were so scared to walk near him because he was dressed uh, as a clown. And then I'm in there. They didn't even think about me. But so it'd be something scary.
1: Nice. Like, um, we, I know, like, I love Halloween. All mm-hmm. right, it's my favorite holiday. I look forward to it every year. Not, like, because I'm in like, gore and scary movies. It's not, that's not really my jam, but I really love, like I said, I love costumes. I love theatrics right. of everything that has to do with, like, the sparkle and the magic of, like, being something and that you can't be any time of year. If you can't do it on Halloween, when are you ever going to do it? Right. Like, that is, like, there's something magical about that to me. Um, and so every year I have, like, two or three costumes. <laughs> um, this year I'm doing, for one of the, I'm going to. I'm going to wear my green face costume. Okay. Obviously, it's it's a party with musicians, so it's very appropriate, yep. right? Um The another party I'm going to. I'm going. I want to be. I, I don't know if you'll know your your son might, but Rock Lee from no, Naruto yeah, is like
0: a. <laughs> I'm old, but but that's okay. I didn't know Jewel was, so I feel okay.
1: Yeah, okay, it's okay. We got some. We're bridging the gap. Yes, I, I'm
0: learning. Like, I'm, I'm gonna surprise my son when I tell him all these manga and, manga,
2: and yeah. stuff. Manga, like, yeah. So yeah,
1: we're gonna be Rock Lee. He's like this like. Kind of like a silly character from Naruto. He has like a bowl cut. Okay. And he wears like this like green mono suit. Um, And he's just like a really just like over the top character. And he's probably, I think, one of the most underrated characters in Naruto. So I'm going to be him. Okay. For Halloween.
0: We've talked about, uh, me and Jordan have talked about doing like Richard Simmons. Richard oh, Simmons's. yeah,
1: uh, the workout guy. The guy and he wears 80s. like the weird outfits. Yeah, and had the and big like ladies the, yeah. that, were, that
0: go working out. So we were going to switch to the oldies. We were going to get some short shorts and some big old tube be socks be and out oh, there fun. and dancing in front of his uh, neighborhood.
1: He's so funny. Yeah, yeah. We I love silly costumes. Now. I love it. I
0: love it. So tell everybody, Allie, where they can find you.
1: Yeah, thank you. Um, so if you um, look me up, I'm most active on Instagram. You okay. can look me up. It's just at Allie Bay Music so alley is a-l-l-e-y as in like alleyway or like between two buildings so that's how you spell alley and then bay is b-e-i um and then music so alley bay music all one word on instagram and then it's the same thing for my twitter so you can just uh you know search for at alley bay music and then same thing for facebook it's very consistent um you can find my facebook page there and then also I'm on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon. I'm so proud to be able to say that. Like, oh, like it feels so good. So you can look up Ali Bay on Spotify or whatever your music platform of choice. If you're a Chinese listener and you have WeChat and Kugo and QQ, um, those are not available yet, but they're coming uh, later on this year um, because they do have some different streaming platforms. Okay. Um, but don't worry, I didn't forget about you guys.
0: <laughs> and that's that's funny that you talk about overseas a lot of stuff. That is typically where most singer songwriters do the best. Is like overseas. Like I make fun of my wife because of Germany and David Hasselhoff, but they actually will take more singer songwriters. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but it's when you have to like a friend of mine, Donnie Hammonds, who does my music in After Dark Studios. He has his own band, and he's like number one in Germany. He gets like streamed out wow, all the time. Wow, that's there. awesome.
1: That's amazing. Yeah, I think. I mean, I feel like we do the same thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. we love our British artists, and we love our K-pop. And maybe not, like, everybody's into that, but, like, it's pretty widely received here, right?
0: Um, I, mean, I have a Celtic thing. I love Celtic music.
1: Yeah, so I think that there is that desire for something new and different. But for me, my motivation to go overseas is because, you know, um, I really, I studied Chinese for 10 years of right. my life. Like, that's a long time to study a language. Mm-hmm. And it would be a real shame to waste it and not use it um and because i have songs mm-hmm. that i've written in chinese it's kind of like my way of practicing language go ahead.
0: oh yeah i'm gonna google it yeah and so,
1: talking. so because those are like the way I, it's like the way i practice my language and like really what's the perfect way to connect with others is through music and i think it's really important um just to like make music for everybody and not be so narrow-sighted as just like here like i have a really unique ability to actually like connect with people converse with people understand their lives and their culture and um i've enjoyed studying it and learning about it and living there and i want to kind of continue maintaining that piece of me i really think that there's a a small cultural identity um that came from that language learning and so
0: well i think also a lot of the like the anime and the mask and stuff comes from that culture i mean because it doesn't you don't see that a lot here and i think Mm -hmm. because you lived there and you studied that much so much and you're so culture diverse that you go all over the place like how many places have you lived because we talked about being army brat my wife moved around did you Mm -hmm. move around too
1: um so i would say that really it was my studies that that took me in a lot of, of places um and I've lived in a lot of places in the US and I think there's a lot of cool microcultures even here Mm -hmm. in the US which is very interesting and a whole other topic I won't dive into that Um, but I lived uh, so stateside I lived in um, San Francisco Monterey area for about two years and I lived in Texas for uh, like half a year I lived in Georgia I've lived in Florida and then um, I lived in China for a year and I studied in Taiwan for um half a year okay. well not no, quite half a year. more like four months or so um so i don't necessarily consider myself that well traveled you know i haven't been to europe there's so many places i think the only other country besides uh china including uh taiwan would be thailand i visited there for like a week okay. but i mean i th- the the reason i traveled there is because i i studied the language mm-hmm. and you know it was really to to connect with the community, and to understand the culture, and like, um, to be a part of it. I, I think you can't just like study something and then not interact or right. be a part of it. So, but yeah, I definitely would love to travel to other places. That would be great.
0: <laughs> now, since I got married and my wife's from Germany, I have been to Europe. I've been to mm-hmm, uh, stayed mm-hmm. in Germany, which apparently they don't believe in air conditions over there. <laughs> and then we got on a train and went to Paris. So okay. I've been to Paris. I've got a picture of my wife changing the baby's diapers in front of the Louvre.
1: Interesting! Wow! Yeah, but the Parisians loved you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but I think like um, the more you travel, the more you realize like you don't know anything. Right. And it well, I really, knew that. I could
0: tell you, I don't know anything. It you know? really
1: just changes your perspective on stuff. And um, one thing that I learned when traveling was like how. Um, amazing it is to get the kindness of others when you're abroad, and it coming back home and, and being in the states, it made me a lot more open to helping out people who are travelers. I think that um, as like uh, U.S. citizens, we're just like we kind of just assume everyone's got it. Like everyone just kind of like knows what they're going or like they've got their plan. We don't really like involve ourselves um, to, or go out of our way too much. We might be like, oh cool, I hope you have a good time, but like to take that extra step to be like you need to go here here and here and you know what like if you're free i'll take you there let me show you my hometown like i love the city of atlanta and i think that um that like spirit of southern hospitality like we can take it up a notch or two like
0: i was in new york um we drove to maine i stopped in new york and got his tire changed nobody would help him change his tire so I'm sitting there, I'll do it. I got down, I'm changing it. Yeah. It's like, you must be from the South. like, yeah, I'm from Georgia. <laughs> Nobody yeah. will I stop and help us. Well, so I can see what uh, you mean well maybe
1: <laughs> many New Yorkers, I feel like they ride the where Were you in like the city? I feel like there's a lot of people who don't drive. So like, how would you help somebody? It was, it wasn't
0: <laughs> in New York City itself. It was outside. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, they're
1: savvy. They know. They know out there. Yeah. Yeah. There's they're some good country folk.
0: Yeah, they didn't In know. They just didn't know how to change a tire. He was doing it the wrong way, and uh, he had a jack and a thing. I said, Let me help you, buddy. So I helped them by the choke up and changed it for him. Now, I've got my phone out. We're going to do this because we talked about it earlier. You wanted uh, to. Tongue, tongue twister. Twisters. Now, I was listening to you sing. You've been practicing on that. I have. You have really taken it to heart because thank I couldn't you. tell.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's it's really been weird to Enunciation
0: open was good.
1: Thank you. <laughs> We're like <laughs> moving our mouths. like. <laughs>
0: That's why I do a podcast and not a video a vlog. All
1: right. So, <laughs> pick
0: one and do it. It doesn't matter which one. Do
1: we want to do it slow and then get faster and faster? Or you do we want to have a contest? Be
0: my guest. All right.
1: Well, I'm just going to read through. Uh, I'm going to pick one, okay. one. One that we maybe haven't heard. I haven't heard. Okay, here's a good long one. Okay, Betty Botter. I don't... I've never heard this. There's Peter. All, all the typical ones are on here. There's Peter Piper. Uh, everybody knows yeah. that, the woodchuck one okay like whatever we know okay this one I haven't heard before Betty Botter bought some butter but she said the butter's bitter if I put it in my batter it will make my batter bitter but a bit of better <laughs> butter will make my batter bitter or better so, so twas better Betty Botter bought a bit of better butter <laughs> wow guys okay I'm gonna try one more time this is podcast code <laughs> This is like, all right, one more time. We're going to do it. And this time I'm going to like try and really like pronounce those Bs, right? We got to do the like, bu- bu- Okay. I'm going to go really fast. We're trying to wrap it out. All
0: like. right, uh, go ahead. Do <laughs> you want a time? To-
1: <laughs> no. Okay, me, 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 everyone's going to know. Oh, my God, she can't keep. All I right. can't keep
0: time, so don't worry about it. <laughs> no,
1: you know what? Let's try it. Okay, let's just go. If it's terrible, it's terrible. Betty bought her butts and butter, butter butter butter. So I put it in my butter, <laughs> my butter, butter. But
2: I'm,
1: but I'm like, I can't. Um, you know what, if there's anyone listening that's a rapper. Like you you guys. This is what I should be doing live. <laughs> oh my god. That was really hard. Alright, we're just gonna do it one more time, a little bit. Okay, no beat this time. No beat. That was really that was a lot of pr- that was a lot of pressure. <laughs> okay. Betty Butter bought some butter, but she said the butter's bitter. If I put it in my batter, it will make my batter bitter, but a bit of better butter will make my batter better, so it better. Betty Butter bought a bit of better butter. All right, that was much better.
0: <laughs> was I'm going to find a some uh, sound effects <laughs> with clapping on that
1: one. <laughs> oh, thank what you for having Oh, my Lord. It was a long one, right? It was, like, really crazy. It was, like, up top.
0: Oh, up top? Okay, because like. Yeah. Oh, I see it.
1: Yeah, all right. Yeah, you know what? You, your turn. That's okay. It. Here we go. Do I got to do the same one? Uh, No, yeah, I mean...
0: That's the only... Other ones are short.
1: Yeah, do that one. Yeah, do the, okay. do the Betty Butter
0: Butter. Let me give me, I <laughs> warm my one. mouth up a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I warm it up. <laughs> I don't need words. Betty Butter bought, bought some butter, but she said the butter's bitter. If I put it in my batter, it will make my batter bitter. But a bit of better butter <laughs> will make my batter better. <laughs> Since it was better Betty Butter bought, bought a bit of better butter. Poor <laughs> Betty. Yeah. <laughs> 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 nice. see my mouth runs fast anyway yeah that so. was
1: good that was, was good that was really
0: fun yeah that was fun i all would right. do one more song but before i go i told you i want to ask what's the hidden talent apparently it is not doing tongue twisters <laughs> so we got to figure out what is uh, your hidden talent i know right. you speak three languages all right we were talking that about is a that. talent but it's now everybody knows about yeah, it okay. so do you have another hidden
1: talent? i do oh gosh um yeah I, I do all kinds of stuff, but one of my um, hidden talents is I actually do Circus lira as well.
0: So what is
1: that? it is like aerial hoop.
2: Oh, like Circus Soleil. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So,
1: you, so you have uh, three apparatuses for aerial. You have your silks, you have your trapeze, and then there's like a hoop, right? Okay. And the silks are nice because they have these really pretty drops. You know, they tie knots and you can drop on the silks. It's really beautiful. Okay. Other... People like the trapeze because there's like a swinging motion associated. Mm-hmm. I picked the Lyra, which is the hoop, because there's generally like a spinning motion. I really love that sensation of like spinning around in circles. Okay. As a kid, I used to like do the thing <laughs> where you like spin around in your chair. Yep. Um, and so I picked Lyra, and I have actually like performed um, actually in Augusta, Georgia with the Ariel Nomad. We did oh. a show last Halloween uh, where we did I did a doubles Lyra act with Ariel Nightflyer. Um, and that was like so much fun it's a great time um, I love the circus community mm-hmm. so much like if you're talking about open welcoming awesome crazy people circus community is where it's at they're the best and they're the most creative
0: yes I imagine so i I've met a, I did a uh, dreamers and around workshop for songwriting and yeah. a, a guy up in Ella J but maybe Blue Ridge His name is Colby Bach
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, he was a trapeze artist same thing you talked about the same community i was like really
2: yeah
1: and so much fun it's very playful like they do there's like a a whole acro yoga community here in georgia which is like very fun you can just show up and you play and you make friends and it's actually my favorite way to stay fit like i'm really into fitness Mm -hmm. um i do i do everything from like cross training to like hiking to running and you know your standard gym stuff but my favorite way to work out is actually aerials i imagine that's got to be
0: harder than any other stuff that
1: it's just about. like so free and like so much fun and what's amazing is i actually could not do a pull-up mm. um before i started aerials and then after i started like i can knock out like two or three pull-ups now like from a dead hang like nice. which is like pretty good you know got some guns going so
0: i put my uh, <laughs> my kid i've got like the 10 year old twin so they had a bet and they're out there so the first one to do a pull-up would win so my son's up there he's like one two and he quit because he's tired. Yeah, you know, my yeah, yeah. my daughter is like, I can't do it. She was so mad. She kept trying and trying and trying. She's yeah, like me. Yeah. She's very competitive. So when she can't do it, she will keep going until she gets it or uh, she breaks uh-huh. something.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, she'll get it. She'll get it. She, you know, they say if you suck at something, the only thing that's going to make it better is doing more of it. Right. So if Absolutely. you suck at pull ups, do more pull ups. Yep. Um, yeah. Well, thank you for asking about my hidden talent.
0: No problem. What's my, yours? Uh, I can imitate Elvis. My, my mom asked me to do Elvis all the okay. time. You mean to do it?
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Can't say it.
0: If I wish I was in a land of cotton, old times of cotton i forgotten. Look away, look away, look away, Dixieland. Nah. Nice. I've Elvis. I've always done
1: snaps for Elvis. Yeah. And I do Elmo
0: too. And I Elmo. went to, I went to Vegas and sang a whole song of Elmo. I just stuck on you my elmo voice oh it nice. had a blast i thought it was so much fun, so much fun but people were so serious there because they were like yeah. taking karaoke seriously i was like what i'm drunk as shit, and you going to worry about me doing elmo whatever people <laughs> have a good time because it was a whole time i was like
3: stuck on you got a feeling down deep in my soul that i just can't lose oh, well. on.
0: i did a whole song that way and I had a blast. People were like, whatever.
2: Like, what does
1: it make me think of? You know, I th- there's Elmo voice, but that was almost like, what did that remind me of? Hey, I mean, did that voice remind you of anything else? Can you do it one more time? Let me think
0: really <laughs> Let me get it.
3: <laughs> stuck on you. Got a feeling down deep in my soul. Just can't lose. There's something that's
1: jogging my... What, what did, you, who did you say? Did... Like Smeagol. Yes, yes! Jordan can, can, that was my, like, can
0: do Smeagol. <laughs> I, was I can't like, do, He does the like, whole... It I took me down
1: a creepy vibe. I didn't hear Elmo, man.
2: Oh, wow. I heard I just, like, And she's <laughs> out in the woods. <laughs> like, my precious. My precious. She
0: can do that. I can't do the Schmeagle. He, he did Schmeagle, um, the song next to me. We all, actually both did it. I wish I had a vi- I may have an audio somewhere. If I can find it, I'll send it to you. Okay. Of me doing Elmo and him doing Schmeagle.
3: <laughs> Elmo and Schmeagle.
0: We had a blast. It was fun. I was drinking. and oh. it's my 40th birthday. I had a friend that, that actually ran the Cirque du Soleil. In Vegas. He took us out to Vegas and got me drunk. I, I had a like, good time.
1: I feel like Schmeagle is like a bald, dying Elmo, in a way. He <laughs> hair. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was like a little weird, but that's kind of, I, I imagine they're probably like the same height yes. and voice, so maybe in a different dimension, Schmeagle was like <laughs> Elmo. <laughs>
0: but, all right. Well, I had a good time, it.
3: Yeah, well, thank you so S- much for having me. Doing with Schmeagle
0: and Elmo and Elvis and... <laughs> But uh, you want to do one more song? I'll let you. I'll do it live, and you can tell everybody where they can find you.
1: Um, sure, yeah, let's do it. What song do I want
0: so, know. You, I know you guys are probably getting hungry. <laughs> My kid's like, yes, we can go eat. I'm going to go live, and then uh, you're free to go. Oh,
1: yeah, then I'm going to go ahead and do Green Face. Okay. Yeah. I'll do that live, and then I'll have the live version for, the, uh, okay,
0: live yeah. version for
1: you, Okay, yeah. So and I you guess... All right, you just let me know whenever you're ready. I put on the mask, guys, for green face, because you can't not wear it, so. I feel fabulous, like, I'm going to be possessed by it. The only thing is that, like, seeing isn't so great in the mask. Like, singing is great. Nailed it, but, like, I feel like... <laughs> at least looking down, there's a lot of fur, right, in your peripheral Face... <laughs> Yeah, you just let me know whenever you're ready.
0: <laughs> All right, the to Mandarin. It sucks. I had to take the Wi Fi port off. Hey, everybody, this is Georgia Songbird. We're here with Miss Allie bay What's up? And she's going to play us a song called Face. You flip this so they can you. Tell everybody how they can find you. No, it is a mess that she's wearing.
1: What's up? We're here to have some fun today, guys. So, um, you guys can totally find me on Instagram snapchat whatever um i'm most active on instagram you can also find me on spotify and apple music for social media it's going to be Ali bay music so Ali is going to be spelled i know there's a lot of different ways to spell it guys but think of like between two buildings a-l-l-e-y so ally and then bay is spelled b-e-i and then music so Ali bay music and that's on instagram and facebook and twitter And then you can just look up Alibay on Spotify or Amazon or iTunes, wherever. So um, I'm going to be playing Greenface for you guys. Uh, This is my newest single that came out. And in the spirit of releasing the single, I am wearing the mask, the villain of our uh, song here. So I hope you guys enjoy it. This is the acoustic version of Greenface. Oh yeah! Um, check out green it's ally bay a-l-l-e-y b-e-i and it's at ally bay music on instagram facebook twitter wherever
0: thank you guys for listening that was ally bay and she had brought her own photographer go ahead
3: tell everybody where you yeah know. that's hayden
1: um please I, check him out give us your plug <laughs>
0: He's a little shy. He's been, he's been very good sitting over
2: Hope. Yeah, fire. he's
1: been the best. He's the best <laughs> yeah. to work with. Um, yeah. Thank you, Hayden. And thank you, Jesse, for having me. No
0: problem. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. That was Miss Allie Bay Music. And I had a good time, Allie. All
1: right. I had a best time, Jesse. See thank you next time, everybody. Thanks yes. for listening.
0: Bye, guys.